this week on Dueling Review is Wonder Woman 1984 number one from DC Comics. When a failed burglary attempt causes a hostage situation at the Smithsonian Museum of Natural History, Diana Prince is forced to leave her teenage tour group behind so that Wonder Woman can save the day. Find out what happens next in this tie-in tale to the upcoming Warner Brothers movie, Wonder Woman 1984. I know a lot of people were very excited about us doing Wonder Woman 1984 because it is this lead-in tie-in comic book that is supposed to go with the new movie, which will never be released at this point. Or at least it's not going to be released until 2021. So by the time that this... By the time the movie does come out, people are going to forget that DC even had a tie-in book, or maybe DC will have to re-release this book, or whatever that's going on. But man, this is the most after-school special of comic books. This is classic movie tie-in comic. Going back to 77 Superman, 84 Supergirl, 89 Batman. It's that completely divorced from the continuity of either the comics or the movie, but available for people at about the same time that the movie should have been in the theater. I don't think it's divorced. Experience. I don't think it's divorced from the movie because it is definitely the Wonder Woman from the movie who is dealing with, you know, arts and stuff. And, um, you know, it's got the look and the feel, I think, of what we're going to see in the 84 movie. Mm. But the weird thing is this weird. She's taking a bunch of kids to the Smithsonian or showing them around or something. And then some thieves break in to steal a diamond and she has to leave them alone and be in Wonder Woman mode. But all this time she's talking about warriors and how everybody needs to be warriors, but kids should stay safe. And then in the end, the kids get involved in it. And then she's like, oh, maybe you should try talking to an adult next time. Instead of just rushing right in. And it's just <laughs> the like, what, more the, you know. what the heck did this turn into an after school special? I read that that one panel. I don't know if it's the last panel in the issue, but it's pretty close to it. I shared it on Twitter this week. But my goodness, did this just feel really weird and slanted in the way that the language was used. I admire you, Jazz, for wanting to protect the other students. I think we are a lot alike in that way. But is there another way you could have helped? You mean one that doesn't end in this after-school detention program? Like telling a grown-up? Yes, someone you trust. Oh, my God. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) It's definitely aimed at a younger audience, and maybe a younger audience that doesn't exist anymore. I don't know. Well, certainly a younger audience that is a heck of a lot more savvy. Than the way that this was written. Not that this was a horrible book. Okay. I'm just saying that if you're looking for some after school uh, special material for your kids, you can't go wrong with Wonder Woman 84 number one. This actually feels like an 80s book. I mean, it reminds me of the Teen Titans, uh, Keebler drug crossover issues. And, you know, the moments where we'd have a very special episode of something whether it be, you know, drunk driving or Spider-Man's issue, you know, where all of a sudden Spider-Man is talking about how to avoid sexual abuse or Captain America trying to teach kids not to smoke. Or that time that the Hulk had that that. uh, encounter at the YMCA. No, that was that was entirely different. And just run away from that. No, that Um, was was bad. If the intent was to create an after school special uh, feeling type story, then they hit the nail on the head. I don't know if that was necessarily the case. I don't know. I mean, it is Wonder Woman 84. If they went in trying to emulate a comic from 84, I feel like they succeeded. Now, whether they intended to do that, I don't know. 
But I think that if you presume that that happened, if you say this is what they were going for, then I would call this successful. I would yeah, say no, it's I mean, more successful on that level than it is just as, you know, hey, an issue of Gal Gadot's Superwoman, Wonder Woman, whomever. I enjoyed the story. I enjoyed this comic. I thought it was a lot of fun. Uh, I thought it was interesting. I thought that they dropped all of the uh, major players that except for Maxwell Lord. I think they dropped all of the major players from the upcoming movie into this to make it feel like, oh, here's the Minerva connection. Oh, here's the Wonder Woman connection. So that when these pop up in the movie theater, you're going to go, oh, I remember in the comic book where this happened. And, you know, there's probably going to be some kind of tie because I do believe that Minerva works for Smithsonian before she goes all cheetah on everybody. Spoiler alert. Also, Maxwell Lord is controlling people's minds. And that explains spoiler. Steve Trevor. Also, spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Although I think I supposed to put the spoiler. I think the spoiler alert was supposed to go first. And then I tell you that Steve Trevor is all in her imagination because that's what Maxwell Lord is doing. And she's going to have to break his neck at the end of the movie. Oh, spoiler alert. Okay, you don't have any proof of that being a spoiler. No, that, but... That's pure, pure supposition on your part. That is. But we know what happened in the comic book because Max was controlling people. Um, probably no, she won't. But seeing how Justice League is all coming from the Zack Snyder, Jeff Johns uh, minds, it would not surprise me if that did happen in the movies. Also, spoiler alert for a comic book from, what, 10 years ago, 15 years ago. Pretty sure that was a Rucka joint uh, with the next snap. It might have been, but it was all part of that whole. Well, you know how how intense and grimdark Jeff Johns and Zack Snyder oh. like to be. That's oh, why I, I was saying if they were going to put something in there from the comics, it would definitely be that. Yeah, I think we're going to see something that emulates the next snap. I agree with you. I don't think we're going to see Wonder Woman cold bloodedly snapping someone. I mean, we saw her kill people in in the first Wonder Woman movie. Yeah, but that was in the context of a war. And I feel like there's a difference. Hey, this there. is kind a of war like, for you know, America, America that's going on right now. Captain America, the first Avenger has him killing people with a machine gun. But by the time of the Avengers, a couple of years later, you know, he's all about preserving innocent life. So, you know, I feel like there's, there's kind of a double standard there, but if you're doing a story set in wartime, I feel like it's different. I bet there's a next snap. Even if it's only in her imagination and that's how he gets away. To twirl his mustache for another day. Yeah, <laughs> Max Lord doesn't have a mustache. <laughs> he might. He might. He might. Max Actually, Lord has a two hundred dollar eighties haircut. He's uh, played by uh, what's his name? All right, all right, all right. He is not. I'm pretty sure he is. No. Look it up. Let's find no. out. No. Anyway, back to this. I love the art in this. I thought the art was very, um, very clean, very fun. It's it's kind of that um, borderline between, um, you know, Archie type comics style uh, mm -hmm. and, you know, what we might normally consider comic book art without getting all dark lines and dark shadows and deep brooding close ups of our hero clenching their fist and saying he's a criminal. He will never get away from me. Yeah, and so yeah, I yeah. really, really dug the art in this. The colors were great, too. I just I really love the art in this more than anything. I am not really a fan of Brett Blevins for some reason, and I think part of it is the the uh, amount of the head that is dedicated to eyes. Uh, that gives but, it the more of that cartoony look. Look, yeah, 
And I feel like it works here up to a point, but there are some scenes where Wonder Woman is flying or looking towards, you know, the the reader, and it's just like her eyes are so huge. It's like that black su- black hole sun video from the '90s, and I'm freaking out. You man. Uh, oh yeah, and it's not all right, all right, all right. That's uh, Maxwell Lord. It's uh, uh, Mandalorian is Maxwell Lord. He also <laughs> has a mustache, Pedro Pascal. So yeah, there you go. I wonder. Hmm. And that's a conversation for a different time, but uh, anyway, <laughs> uh, there was this r- weird rumor that Pedro Pascal in the new season of The Mandalorian uh-huh. may not be the actor under the mask and that he just came in and did all this voiceover work. Well, if they did, he did. I, I guess. I was, hmm. Anyway. Does that matter? Um, I, mean, I think Fett was so. was a different guy under the mask than he was the voice. I, you know, and, and the same thing is true with, um, with Darth uh, with Darth Vader, but I think in the case of the Mandalorian, especially if it is season two, if you're billing him as the Mandalorian, and everyone's you know praising all the acting, I don't know. It's a, it's a conversation for another time. That's for sure. I I think that it would lose. I mean, he would not be able to qualify for any best acting awards because he's doing voiceover work. Mm, I don't and know. so I think that that would be that would be a big question. But I don't know. That's just a rumor that I heard. But we'll see what happens. Well, where would that rumor come from? You know where it comes from. Them. Them. They talk a lot. Well, this is my thing. You know, I remember you specifically complaining when he took off his mask in the first season. Yes. Which is the only time that we had confirmation that Pedro Pascal was actually playing him at that point. The the reason why I had a problem with him taking off the mask was because he was breaking. They didn't have to show his face. Right. Right. That is a that is a. um, And again, I don't know Pedro Pascal. He may be a super nice person. But we have seen in other movies, Judge Dredd, where the actor insists that he has to have the mask off all of the time so that people can see his glorious face and so that he can scream. Right. Whereas if you look at another movie, Judge Dredd, where the actor is such a great actor that he's like, no, I don't ever have to take off the mask and people don't have to see my face. That elevates the performance to another level. Likewise, from storytelling methods with The Mandalorian. Had they just shown the back of his head and we didn't see his face, that would, yes, it, it allowed uh, the Mandalorian to break his rules that, that he set up about no one is allowed to see his face. It also keeps the rule because the audience never gets to see his face. Mm. Uh, so that's, that, that was my problem with, with being upset with that, is they could have done it and edited it in a way where, you know, the, the character, the, the robot guy got to see his face. But the audience is, well, he's not really an IG-88, but yeah. Uh, but yes, that, Yeah, that one. Uh, but the audience did not, and that keeps that mystery going. So that's that's the big complaint I had there. I don't have a lot of complaints with Wonder Woman 1984, though. Uh, I mean, I like the second story's art Wait, better than the what first. What second story? The second story? The Museum yeah. Madness was the first story. No, because the review copy that I read from DC Comics ended immediately after the first story oh i actually went and bought it so here's a problem now i typically this is really rare for uh it does happen occasionally with publishers where they will send out review copies that don't include the final page there was a buffy one that did that a while ago that i was like oh and then the issue ends and it's like oh i feel bad for xander and everyone's like oh no uh he got bit he got turned and i was like what it's like no that's that's in the print copy. The, the, the publisher didn't yep. release that part. 
Uh, in this case, uh, DC does a really good job of sending us everything. But in the case of Wonder Woman 1984, number one, the review copy that I got only included the first story, which I thought was incredibly odd because the solicitations does list two stories. So you read yep. the off the shelf one and got yep. uh, got both stories. So what's the second story about? And is it any good? It's actually interesting. Marguerite, Marguerite Sauvage handles the art. Steve Pugh handles the writing. Um, it feels like it's not set in the same time frame mm -hmm. because it has a Wonder Woman who looks very much like Linda Carter in costume and face and Steve Trevor trying to take down a bunch of criminals at the opera. And once again, they're interacting with children. But it turns out that the children are actually the ones who set up the crime to steal her magic lasso. And the kids are like, honest men can't beat bad guys, but with your magic lasso, I'll be able to beat the bad guys and take over the world. And they'll stop treating people badly and destroying everything in the economy. And Wonder Woman is just like, no, no, I will take back my thing and I will let you go. Be a better person. Um, <laughs> here's, the, here's the thing. Uh, mm -hmm. If you are a comic book publisher and you want people to review your books, you probably ought to give them the entire the book. Whole book. Yeah, yeah I, I, I feel uh, very disappointed in DC. And DC, if you're listening, somebody may have gone in and said, oh, no, we, we updated that at the last minute. You just read it uh, before everyone else did. No, I read it when you released it to us. Uh, but if you didn't include the whole thing, that is me now going, hey, look, I read this. Oh, yeah, this is a, um, is this the same cover? They may have replaced this. Nope, I'm going to scroll through to the end and see if it's there. No, they, this is still only the Museum Madness is where it ends. The Museum Mayhem. Okay. Yeah. Well. Yeah. So again, this is, um, I can't give you a complete review on this book. Unfortunately, dear listener, I like the first part. I like the yep. art in the first part. Um, but yeah, I can't, I, now I can't recommend this book because I can't tell you if the second story is going to be worth your time. The first story is definitely worth your time. And hopefully if there's anyone from DC listening from DC editorial, uh, that's listening or DCPR that's listening, you might want to you pull your people aside and say, let's not do that again, because there are people who are basing a review off of what we are allowing them to read. And if we're yep. not giving them a complete look, and this goes for any publisher who's listening, if you're not sending out a complete review for, uh, your reviewers to comment on that can negatively impact your sales. And I'm going to bet that that second story has even less to do with the wonder woman, 1984 movie than the first story did well i mean it's got steve in it well maybe that's the reason why they held it back could be i mean but everyone you knows that Steve's steve trevor's in the movie some sort of spoilerator i don't know uh, i don't know that is uh, i'm very disappointed to be honest that that really uh, changes my my feelings toward the book overall uh because i feel like we are not able to give a fair or accurate uh review of the book when we don't have all of the materials to review the book that's a bummer. Yeah, that is. That is. So, uh, I don't know. I like the first part. So definitely go out and spend, uh, uh, half the money on, on this, uh, <laughs> on this issue, because, uh, that's the part that I reviewed, but I'll leave it up to Matthew to decide if the, uh, if the whole issue is worth buying or worth avoiding, or, uh, maybe you should, uh, wait until this comes out digitally and you can get it at a discount when the movie actually comes out in theaters. <laughs> you may actually, you know, back in the day, you could buy it in the theater. And then you'd be like, oh, man, the theater, you can buy this book and you'd be like, woo. Um, all right. So here's the deal. 
if I'm looking at Wonder Woman 1984, the first story has a story that I like better than the art. The second story has art that I like better than the story, which is kind of a wash. I think it kind of rolls into each other. Both of them feel like they are uh, kind of timeless stories, maybe even generic stories featuring Wonder Woman. So that's good if you're just looking for something that says, hey, I wish I had a Wonder Woman story. What's the cover price on this again? Uh, I don't know. It's probably three ninety nine. For three ninety nine, I would say it's definitely worth looking into. If it's four ninety nine, I think it'd be a little overpriced. So, if you can find this book and it's three ninety nine, I would say it's worth a look. Uh, I would say make sure when you open up the book that you've got both stories you've in got there, both halves of it. Yeah, because you know, I always used to guarantee people if you buy something and it gets torn in half, you get to keep both halves. Yeah, the, I'm looking here on the on the cover uh, from the review copy. It doesn't list the price. Comixology, where if you would like to buy this book, you can go over to the um, link on the Major Spoilers website and you can buy the book. And a little bit comes back our way and helps us keep doing these things week after week after week just for you, including the awesome people who are hanging out in the Major Spoilers Discord server tonight. Um, thank you so much for coming and hanging out with us. Yes, it's a $3.99 book. Um, you know, we certainly enjoy doing these live on Thursday night, eight o'clock PM central time. That's where you want to, uh, to point your, your discord browser listening time. One of these days we'll be doing this live on Twitch, but for right now it's just for our discord listeners. You can find out more on how you can listen live over at patreon.com slash major spoilers. And Matthew, you can also cast a vote for next week's show. That is very true. You can go to our Patreon page, patreon.com forward slash major spoilers. You're going to be looking for dueling review for, I'm going to say, October 7th of 2020. And there will be a list of comics. You vote for the one that you want to see. If your choice gets the most votes, then you have made the call. And we will review the comic that you have chosen from a list, including such luminaries as... So, speaking of DC Comics, coming out next week from DC Comics, it's Batman issue 100. Wow, Batman finally has been around long enough to get 100 issues. Also in a collected form is Batman, a Gotham by Gaslight. That's worth checking out for sure. Uh, DC gets a couple of uh, deceased uh, dead planets and, and hope at world's end comics uh, come out next week. One is a digital only release. The other one is issue number four. Also uh, the dreaming, the waking hours issue number three arrives as does justice league. Number 54 legend of the swamp thing. Halloween spectacular. Number one. Legion of Superheroes Millennium Volume 1 arrives, as does Mad Magazine number, uh, what is that, 16? I thought they were going to end that series. And they They're were just going to do... new re- Mad Magazine. So it's going all reprint. When is it going all reprint? Are these all reprints Issue at this point? Issue 10 is when it went all oh, reprint. Oh, okay. That's what I thought. So that's why I was curious why they were still doing that. But anyway, uh, also next week we have Young Justice Issue number 19 for three ninety nine. In all the rest category, well, not all the rest category, Boom Studios next week has Buffy the Vampire Slayer number 18, the uh, We Only Find Them When They're Dead, number two. Dark Horse Comics has The Alien Original Screenplay, number three of five. Bang, number four. Cyberpunk 2077 Trauma Team, number two of four. Uh, Neil Gaiman's Norse Mythology, which Rodrigo reviewed a couple of weeks ago on the Major Spoilers podcast, comes yep. out next week, as does Orville, number two from Dark Horse that he Comics. reviewed this week. That is correct. Dynamite Entertainment next week has Green Hornet, number three. Red Sonja, number 20, which has... A ton of one, two, three, Let's four, see. five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve different covers. Ooh, are Sacred... any of them sultry? No, 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 no. Uh, 
uh, they have a cosplay <laughs> cover, and those cosplay covers usually are really good. If yeah, I bought if I bought amazing. physical comics, I would buy the cosplay cover every time. Uh, Sacred Six number three comes out next week as well. IDW Publishing next week has Batman The Max Arkham Dreams number four, Snake Eyes Dead Game number two. Oh, I know Matthew is dying to read that one. Uh, Star Wars Adventures number one and Transformers Back to the Future number one. That's where we get introduced to the Transformers um, uh, DeLorean, and his name is Gigawatt. Is it? Yes, it is. Oh, cool. Image Comics next week has Adventure Man number four, Coffin Bound number seven, Inkblot number two, Jupiter's Legacy gets a trade paperback collection, all four volumes next week, and then a Walking Dead Deluxe number one. I believe these are all the colored um uh, yes. comics that they're reprinting. So if you yeah, want to be colored and remastered and I don't know what else. Yeah. If you want your, your walking dead zombies recolored and remastered, go out and get walking dead deluxe. Number one, Marvel comics next week, amazing Spider-Man number 49. That one, seems like it has almost as many covers as, uh, as, uh, red Sonya does one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14. Well, 13 covers plus number 50 gets a poster next week. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that that's the legacy number 850, which is why I believe it's it is. A big deal. Yes. And it's also 999, everybody. Oof. Black Widow number two, Champions number one, Star Wars number seven, Spider Man, Marvel's Snapshot number, number one, and X Force number 13 arrives next week. Now, in all the rest category, we have American Ronin number one, uh, Archie's Halloween Special number one, Cat Ninja graphic novel volume one, Cat Ninja hardcover graphic novel volume one. Um, Unless your kids are really into the hardcover, save yourself about four bucks and get the uh, softcover version. Let's see. Sumerian, People of the Black Circle number two. Uh, Cleopatra in Space gets a graphic novel. Uh, also coming out next week, Grim Fairy Tales number 41. Kingdom of Z graphic novel volume two. Myths and Legends quarterly featuring Ares. Uh, Penultiman number one. He's the last man. The, the man before the he's last man. The second to last man. Yeah. Yes, he's the man he's, before I the last he's man. I believe X. Yes. Uh, Robin Hood, Ju- uh, Robin Hood Justice number four and Vampire season four, number 10. Also, there's a zombie tramp if you're into that. Tramby song. So here's what you need to do. As Matthew said, head over to patreon.com slash major spoilers. Look for the dueling review for October 7th in the comments section. Cast your vote. And the one that has the most votes on Sunday will be the book that we will review for you live on Thursday. It's just how our scheduling works out, everybody. Uh, but until then, thank you again so much for being part of the Major Spoilers experience. We'll be back next week for Dueling Review, and you will hear Matthew say, Whether you think you can or think you can, you're right. This podcast is copyright 2020 by Major Spoilers Entertainment, LLC.